The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's me, <laughs> that's me, apparently wrong solve. and wronger, the uh, wrong and wronger was so animated, the dog who was passed out next to me got up and left, <laughs> so I was calling him back in, I don't know what he's doing, I'm Steve Olivas, I'm Dr. Steve, yes. and I am James Breakwell, I forgot to say my name because... I was just so distracted by the awesomeness that was that wrong and wronger episode we finished. But this podcast, on this one, we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? I feel like I have cleansed a little bit of my soul during wrong and wronger, so I'm at a place of peace right now. Well, we just dedicated 25 whole minutes to talking through your problems, and we probably <laughs> yes, could have talked for another two hours about them. But right now, we're going to tackle somebody else's problems. So here nice is the listener question this week. An extroverted bank teller once asked every person she encountered the following question. What was the time you were happiest in life? She asked people of all ages, including the elderly. The most overwhelmingly popular response, when their children were little. My husband and I are currently in the thick of it with young children and are immensely enjoying it but are so tired and it's hard to soak it all in all the time. My question is, are the happiest years of someone's life when their kids are little? If so, why? Or are the memories of past roads simply tree-lined with nostalgia? What, uh, when were the happiest times in your own lives? All right, take it away, Steve. Well, for you, James, I know any time you can spend with me is the happiest time in your life. <laughs> Obviously. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to jump the gun on your answer, but it, I don't know where they read that. When your kids are little is the happiest time of... Are you kidding me? I tell clients... <laughs> I, I bet I have this conversation at least once a week with a younger-ish, like in their 30s in particular, clients. Like, that is the most brutal time of life. Yeah, your kids are cute and they eat boogers and they say the F word when they're two years old and everyone laughs. But man, you are under so much pressure when you are a young parent. Like, that is it's awful. You're not sleeping well. If you have several little kids, like at least one of you is burned out. You're probably both burned out. You probably have no money in the bank. You have a mortgage you're trying to sustain. You got to feed your kids. You're worried about daycare. You're worried about keeping the kids alive. Like they get sick. You go to the doctor. We have uh, this pandemic going on that are freaking people out. Like, man, that is when marriages are susceptible to collapse. There is research that confirms the, the the sort of um shoot the cliche is people get a seven year itch like after seven years uh, seven years is the most common it's it's called the mode in statistics the most common time for affairs to happen or marriages to end and the answer is yeah but there's nothing magic about seven per se just take a look at where you are in life after you're married for seven years you've probably got a couple or three kids that are all five-ish or younger most people don't have kids immediately when they get married you're young in your career you're not making much money you're probably living in a small house because that's what you can afford right now. And there's a tremendous amount of pressure on you. So, man, when your kids are little, enjoy your kids. Like, I do miss those days. But it's like 
little snippets that I miss. I tell people I wish I had my 30-year-old body back, but I have a whole lot more money at 54 than I did at 34. And I have a little more security because the kids are fine. Daughter's uh, in a relationship that baffles me, but she seems happy. Uh, son is happy. He's going to be 18 pretty soon. Like we've sort of paid our dues and kept our kids alive during childhood. And now we can relax a little bit. So I would say for me, and I'll throw it to you in a second here, my two favorite times of life were when I was a junior slash senior in high school. I think I love the heck out of high school and currently like uh, as much as I complained on wrong and wronger a few minutes ago, I'm actually enjoying this part of my life. I feel secure and grounded and that is a good feeling. What say you, James Breakwell? You know, I, uh, I think any question that asks what is the happiest time of your life is just designed to create unhappiness. I think it just makes you question everything, and it's like you can't, you can't really measure happiness. And it's one of those things that ebbs and flows. Like, what was the happiest moment of today? What was the happiest moment of the last 10 minutes? You just you can't really quantify it. Even at the worst times in your life, there were probably well, – let me give you an example. Okay, so I was a newspaper reporter uh, briefly right out of college, and at the end of college too while I was still going to school and it was probably uh, the most miserable I have ever been I just I it, it just rubbed me the wrong way I, you have to go and bother people on the worst days of their life everybody hates you you don't get paid anything the hours were terrible and um, let me tell you something though weekends I have never enjoyed a weekend so much in my entire life as when I had the worst job of my life. Like now, like I get to Saturday and Sunday and it's no big deal. But like then, like every Saturday morning was like the start of summer vacation for back when you were in school. Like the sense of relief I felt at having two days of not having to go back uh, to that job was just immeasurable. So how do you how do you even define that? Was were those Saturdays and Sundays the happiest of my life when you compare? it to this the misery I was going through I don't think you can quantify it but I would say overall I think right now so I guess if I if I had the option to like go back and relive any prior period of my life or be where I am right now I would definitely choose to be where I am right now uh, kids, I mean, yeah, they're great. They're cute when they're small, but I like them better when they can wipe their own butts and turn on the TV. Like, that's a game changer. When they can wake up without you and turn on that TV and use the bathroom facilities, uh, I mean, that's you can you can sleep in on any day of the week when you don't have something else to get up for. Uh, we, right now, we can go upstairs and we can watch a movie and just ignore them for a while and be confident they probably won't die or, you know, swallow a rock or do something else like that. You don't have to. We don't have to pay for daycare right now. I'm working from home. Like everything is. So far, the older they've gotten, the better things have been. And I'm hoping that trend continues. And everybody just keeps warning me: just wait till they're teenagers. It's going to be awful. It's like, yeah, but they'll they'll still be able to wipe their own butts. I mean, maybe they're going to be an emotional screaming mess. But like, if I can close my door and ignore them, and they're still going to be alive, then I think we'll be okay. So yeah, I would uh, I would say my happiest time of my life is right now. And I I would not want to go back and relive any prior period because you go back, the kids were cute. Yeah, but I mean, they're cute now. It's just a different kind of cute. But like, uh, they're more work. And I definitely wouldn't want to go back and relive any period of my life when I was in school. I hated school so much. I was good at it, but I just hated it. 
top to bottom. And I still have nightmares to this day about school. So clearly that did not sit very well with me. Uh, maybe, you know, college was fun, like the parts where you weren't in school the whole the whole rest of the time. But every time you went in class, yeah, not, not for me. So I would choose to live in the present and I would choose to have kids who are older. And some people are like, oh, no, my kids are going to grow up and move away. But like, that's the entire point. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm orienting my entire life with that strategy in mind that the kids don't stay home forever. They grow up, they become more competent, and they move out. So I don't think I'm going to be uh, one of those parents who's an emotional wreck when his kids move away. Uh, maybe I'll be the parent who pushes them out a little bit too early. But yeah, definitely I choose to be in the present. Uh, closing thoughts, Steve? Boy, I'm sitting here trying to remember the name of a movie I'm about to quote. <laughs> but uh, it goes back to what you're saying that, yes, that is the circle of life. Kids go. That is the point of having kids. <laughs> there was a Billy Crystal movie about eh, seven or eight years ago. And uh, Bette Midler played, I think, Billy Crystal's mother-in-law. And uh, so Billy Crystal was off doing his thing, and his wife was at home thinking about divorce. And Bette Midler grabbed her by the shoulders and said, kids leave, husbands stay, take care of your <laughs> husband. And I thought, that is sort of uh, parenthood in a nutshell. Kids leave, but your spouse stays, so make sure to take care of the marriage. You get so lost in being an employee or a neighbor or a parent or a daughter or a son, like you forget to be a husband or a wife. And that part shouldn't be last on the priority list. That should be at the top of the priority list because that is your partner in the rowboat at the end of the race. Very well said, uh, mainly because you took the quote from somebody wiser than yourself, but <laughs> wise Hitler. nonetheless. Yes, and I, and I think the ultimate lesson is here, uh, you know, whatever phase of life you're in, there's always happiness to be found. There are always trials and tribulations to be found. There's never there's never going to be a stage of your life that is problem-free, but there's never going to be a stage of your life that's without joy, unless you are Steve currently going through his property purchase, in which case his life might legitimately be 100% devoid of happiness happiness, which, you know, just creates more happiness elsewhere in the universe. This has been one of my, my theories dating back to college that there is, there's a finite amount of happiness in the universe. It's like it's energy. Like it, can, it can be neither created nor destroyed. So your unhappiness over there has created so much surplus happiness elsewhere. It's just been dispersed to other people. And uh, I think it's a similar effect with children and life stages and all of that. Well, if you have a question you'd like to uh, ask us, send it in to James Breakwell at ExplodingUnicorn.com. That's Exploding Unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be uh, parent, child, platonic friends, whatever you've got. Send it in. This has been another week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 Minutes of Your Life. You'll never get back.